to it. Friends across the whole wide world and perhaps are watching this and particularly our friends in Vic Falls that are joining us with this week's Preet and just time to be together. I do trust that you are well. Um, and this morning again, we come because we would love to encourage you. And I trust that these things have been helpful to you. Maybe this is a simple thing I can ask you. Give us some feedback on, on what this is meaning to you and perhaps where we can adjust and, and be better at what we do. We do make this possible because we have friends, even right now here at the Bridge Club here in Bloor. We have some friends that have come. So well done, Jomo, Brett, and Kilton that's here with me this morning. And just making it possible for you to be able to be encouraged. And um, I trust that it is doing that. And so please give us feedback as you watch this and as you haven't been enjoying it over the last couple of weeks. It's our third week already. But this morning before Kilton, last week he shared, and, and we felt that it's good for him to carry on on being in the Word and, and just finishing what he intended to share with us last week. He will be doing that. But before I ask him to come up and, and share, can I ask you just um, simply this week, as we are going into the first week of the month, or have done already, we normally have a, a simple rhythm as a church that the first Sunday of the month we break bread together. And we're not able to do that today and this week. But I want to encourage you to do it as, as individuals, as families, as friends, at home, wherever it's possible for you to do so. There's no requirement in the Bible that it has to be done by somebody official at an official gathering. The Bible simply teaches us that every time that we gather, we can be reminded of the greatness of what Jesus has done for us. And breaking bread and drinking of a simple cup or whatever it is that you use is a way for us to be reminded of his death on the cross. And so I'm asking you to do that this week as you are together as a family. Maybe you've never done it as a family before. This is a great moment to be able to start to do it and install such a simple rhythm in, in your life. So go and get, even if you don't have juice or a bit of wine or, or mazoe or even if you have none of that, you can use water. If you have a piece of bread or cracker, whatever it is that you can do, just to be reminded of what Jesus has done for you. Go and read in, in 1 Corinthians 11 where Paul instructs us to do this. Go and read through the Gospels before Jesus was crucified. Go and read what he did and be encouraged as you share bread and uh, drink of the cup. Because every time you do, you're reminded of this incredible sacrifice he brought into our lives. And so I trust that will encourage you. I want to pray for, for Kilton. And uh, as he comes to share, I just want to, as we normally would do on a Sunday, we do it in such a way that it's not a formal setting. We consider one another. We pray that the Word of God will go out and accomplish what it has been set out to do. And so why don't you just join me as we pray together. Father, I, I do want to thank you that um, we are sharing these moments with with number of people all across um, Bulawayo, Zimbabwe, and across the world. And we think of, of our church plant, Lord God, in Vic Falls that's taking place. And we think of those friends particularly as well. And so, Lord, I pray that um, as the word goes out through, through Kilton today, that it will touch hearts. And I pray particularly, Father, that as we listen to it and consider it, during the week following, that we will apply it to our lives. And Jesus, we've been focusing on live 
the way and living the way and, and being with you in practical ways and, and being in the Word, as Kilton will share about this morning, is, is simply another way of just being with you. And I pray that our hearts will be stirred to be with you in this particular manner. I pray for Kilton, Lord God, as he shares, because this is strange. There's nobody here sitting and, and responding. I pray for your grace upon him, Lord God, and just your boldness to share. I thank you that, that, Lord God, the moment like this is something that we can celebrate. Even though we can't meet, there's something incredibly special about this, that your word is going out. And so may your word, Lord God, accomplish what it has been set out to do in our lives through this preach today. I thank you for our brother. I pray your blessing upon him now. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you as you watch and listen to this. Thanks, Kilton. Thank you, Viz. Welcome, saints. I hope you are well this beautiful weekend. It's good to be back here and it's good to be with you again. Being in the Word, that is what we're talking about. Last weekend, <coughs> if you remember, we looked at two things, developing your spiritual ears so you would hear what the Spirit is saying to the church in the context that we are in and, of course, in our daily lives as believers because we can't follow Jesus when we are not hearing what he is saying to us because he orders our steps on a daily basis. And we also looked at developing a personal devotion where you stay in the Word and study the Word. So this morning I want to <coughs> continue from where I left, but I want to start from the book of Jude, because we are talking to you from a context a global context that is causing a lot of believers to panic and maybe forget who they are. So we need to bring that kind of awareness so that we are able as believers to be who we ought to be in times such as this. So Jude, if I read verse number three, <coughs> the Bible says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. I want to build my talk based on this warning by Jude and the reason why he or he wants us to content for the faith, I will try and explain that in a second, is that certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turned the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, you will agree with me that the Bible says the just shall live by his faith. In times such as this, faith is very critical. And Jude is warning us that in days like this, we need to arise as believers and contend for the faith that was delivered to us once and for all, yes, by the apostles. Remember in the early church, when the church began, the apostles delivered to the church 
this kind of faith. And that this is the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross of Calvary. And nothing else. Because our faith as believers is on the Lord Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross of Calvary. And if you are not careful these days, many men in the church, many people in the church would want you to place your faith on other things rather than on the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible requires us to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. So he is the subject of our faith. And if we focus on him, can I assure you this morning that victory is yours, wherever you are, regardless of your context. So Jude is encouraging us to contend for this faith, to defend this faith, so that we know what we are doing, we know who we are, we are moving forward. Guys, this is in the context of, you know, we, we, we believe in God, we are serving God in the midst of a lot of falsehood. We said that last week, a lot of humanistic philosophies, you know, that are prevalent in the current context, in the church, outside the church and everywhere. And a lot of us are, are rather confused in that we focus on things rather than on Christ. We put our trust on men rather than on Christ. We put our trust on our churches rather than on Christ. We put our trust on money, on the anointing, on the man of God, on this and that, rather than on Christ Jesus. But we have an assignment to contend for the faith, and the question is how do we contend for the faith? This is where I want to dwell on this morning on how we want to contend or how should we contend for the world. Jude gives us the answer. That is where I will dwell on this morning <coughs> in verse number 20. He says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. How do we do this? By building yourself up on your most holy faith. Building your faith. How do you build your faith? The Bible teaches us in Romans 10 verse 17 that faith comes through hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Which means that if you are going to build your faith in these last days, you should be that kind of a person who hears from the word of God who hears the word of God. You see, the current generation of believers enjoys hearing the word of God from the pulpit like I am doing right now, on a Sunday or on a Saturday. And uh, the rest of the week, they aren't hearing the word, they are hearing other things. That is not quite correct, ladies and gentlemen. That is not enough. Hearing the word here over the pulpit is not enough. When you are going to build your own faith, it means that you are going to take your own time, at your own time, to read the Bible and uh, hear from the Word of God as an individual believer. Hear what the Word is saying. Hear what God is saying. It is what you study from the Bible at your own time that really builds up your 
faith that really builds up in you that God kind of faith. You know, that faith that can move mountains, that faith that can impact on your circumstances and situations, that faith that can change your situations. It comes on you or it grows in you by hearing the word when you are in your study room. I guess you are listening to what I'm talking about this morning. So if you're going to build yourself up, build your faith. Because it is your faith that will make you to stand against every scheme of the enemy. It is your faith, based on the word of God, that will cause you to have the right discernment, the right wisdom, to know and to understand that this is of the devil, this is of God. Because if your faith is not working, and ladies and gentlemen, you are not hearing from the word of God, you are bound to follow anything. You are bound to be blown away by any kind of wind. These days, there is so much of these winds that look like theologically sound and beautiful. And yet, they are taking you out of Christ. And they're bringing you into a place where the enemy can easily deceive you and destroy you. So, stay in the word. Study the word. Build your faith these days. Hear from the scriptures and your faith will grow. We need a step of faith a God kind of faith to live by, um, as Mark 11 would say, that God kind of faith, that faith which you will be able to stand and say to be the mountain in your circumstance, be moved and be cast into the sea. You know, you, you don't need the man of God to come into your situations on every day to pray for your headache, to speak into your marriage, into your family, to your children and all that kind of stuff. You need to build up your own faith so that by yourself, wherever you are, you can arise and speak into your circumstances and speak into your conditions and speak into your situations and receive what you want to see in that situation. You can only do this when you build your faith up and you have got this kind of faith in you that will help you do what you are supposed to do. So we need to do this as believers so we are able to move on and understand. Jude says build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, it is important to pray and later on to pray in the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to teach you how to pray in the Spirit, you know, but to pray in the Spirit if you are able to and stay in the Word of God. And maybe you're asking yourself, Brother KK, this morning, how do I do this? I'm just going to give you a few tips. This is me suggesting some of these tips to you. I expect that every believer everywhere in the world today has a Bible. So get yourself a Bible. I know we have got technology. We can download Bibles on our phones, on our whatever gadgets, electrical gadgets. That is good. Have a Bible in your phone. Congratulations. But I would encourage you to have a physical Bible. It is good for studying the Word of God. A physical Bible where you can go and uh, write whatever you want to write on it because it is yours. Is it? So Invest in a Bible. Get a Bible. Don't just get any kind of a Bible. I think you can ask from your leaders to help you which kind of a version 
that would be good enough for you so that you are able to study the Bible. So get a physically copy of the Bible, then you can start studying the Word of God. Number two, <coughs> I would encourage you to get a Bible dictionary. You know, many Bibles have got the concordance. Congratulations if you can get that Bible with the concordance. That can help you to sort of define or understand some key words in the scriptures that you are reading. Because it's very important to understand some words there so you don't lose the meaning of the scripture. So if you can invest in a Bible dictionary, the better. Listen to me. You don't have to be a scholar of Hebrew and a Greek words. No, 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 no. You just need to be yourself, a child of God, studying the word of God, and the spirit of the Lord will reveal the meaning of the words in you. But you need a dictionary also to help you to understand what the words are saying so you have got the correct meaning. Don't bother much about the understanding Hebrew, understanding Greek, it's, it's good to do so. But if you are unable to get something with those Greek words, don't bother yourself. Study the word of God as it is. I get, you are getting what I'm talking about. And also, I would encourage you to have a Bible in your own local language. It's good, let me talk to my brothers in Africa, it's good to have a Bible in English. Congratulations, it is good. But it is better also to have a Bible in your local language so you can understand what the scripture is saying within your context so you are able to interpret it and apply the scripture in the right context in your context. So reading from your local language is also a good thing. It is not a sign of lack of faith, beloved. No, no, no. It is not a sign of being inferior and whatever. You please dismiss those thoughts. They are useless thoughts. Have a Bible in your local language also so you can understand and so you can also help others. I carry and develop Bible myself whenever I'm in the communities. I carry a Shona Bible. And these days I'm adding into that. I want to have a Venda Bible. I want to have a Soto Bible. And eventually a Kalanga Bible. Because I speak to different communities all over Zimbabwe. So I carry those Bibles. Because when I am in my Shona land, I would normally want to read from the Shona Bible. When I'm in my Tevele land, I would normally read from the Ndevele Bible because I want to help. Yes, I carry my English Bible, my King James Version, the New King James Version, which I like, which is simple because it helps me understand. But also have that and then you are free to go. Number four, please have a notebook when you are starting a Bible. Notebook or a journal where you are going to write. You see, there is no way you can read the Bible and it doesn't talk to you. There is no way you can read the scriptures and the spirit doesn't show you something. When you are reading, there is some good thoughts that will flow based on the scripture. Write those down. That is what the spirit is saying to you. And then you can see how you apply. Sometimes 
times when you are reading the Bible, there is a warning in that scripture. Write down the warning. Understand the warning. When you are reading a scripture, there is an edification. There is something that, you know, builds up your, your inner man. It brings joy, peace, and boldness, and gladness in you. Write that down in your journal. It is important. Don't just read like you are reading a history book. Just read because you are starting and you want God to help you. And when you are reading the Bible and uh, in these uh, crazy days and you are not used to it, don't go and read the whole chapter maybe. Why not start with a verse? One verse to another verse. From verse to verse, verse to verse or passage to passage. Short passage so that you are able to understand. And then you write what you are hearing from that scripture. Underline it in your Bible. Write it on a journal. And of course, try and memorize some of these verses that are speaking to you. You know, when you are reading this a book, there are verses that speak to you. They speak to your condition. They speak to your circumstances. Maybe they are speaking to your marriage, maybe to your business, maybe to your family, maybe to your body, your mind. And write those scriptures and memorize them. Hmm? Put them inside of you. When you are feeding your inner man with the world, ladies and gentlemen, your faith grows. And before you know it, you are able to stand and to say, no, this cannot be in Jesus' name. You begin to dismiss. You begin to be bold enough. You begin to declare. You begin to speak. And when you speak, that is when your faith is growing up. I need us to understand, even as I'm about to finish, ladies and gentlemen, that all of us in these last days, we need to make our paths uh, prosperous. We need to make our paths prosperous. We need to have what the Bible calls good success. Mm? And how do we do that? The Bible is very clear. If I can take you to the book of Joshua chapter number one, so we can understand a few things. I want you to understand how important it is to read the scriptures, to, to start the word, to, to be in the word in these last days. Your safety, your protection, your preservation, and your everything is in starting and hearing the word of God and doing the word of God. Like God is speaking, the angel of the Lord is speaking to Joshua chapter 1 verse number 8. The Bible says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, one. That means you have got to be speaking this Bible, this word, the word of God. You have got to be speaking it, Joshua. But you shall meditate in it day and night. You have got to be thinking the word. You have got to be, you know, thinking over and over and over the word of God, muttering the word and all that, and doing everything that is involved in meditation. Day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in the word. Listen, there is the speaking of the word. It never departs in your mouth. How do you speak the word if you don't study it? If you don't know the word? How do you meditate on the word when you don't read it and study it? It's impossible. How do you do the word when you are not studying the word? You can only do the word, ladies and gentlemen, when you think the word. You can only do that when you speak the word. And when you do these three things together every time, listen to what the Bible says will happen. It says, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the success you are looking for in these last days is based on your doing the word of God. It's based on your meditating on the word of God. It's based on your speaking the word of God. So what am I saying this morning? I want to encourage you, wherever you are this morning, and you are a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, stay in the word. Study the word of God. Read the word of God. Speak the word of God. Meditate on the word of God. Do the word of God. Respond to every circumstance around you according to the word or by the word of God. Then you will see the success, not only success, but the good success because the word of God guarantees you good success. The world will give you just success, but the word of God will give you good success. There is a difference between success and a good success. Ladies and gentlemen, believers, we are not just for success. We are for good success, which comes through the word of God, which is the biggest weapon that you and me have in times such as these. So don't forget this. We are in a war, in a warfare. We are fighting here. We are fighting a poisonous and deadly enemy who is already defeated anyway, but our victory is based on the word of God, and it shall come by the word of God. Believers all over the world, eat the word. Feed the word of God. It clears the confusion in your head. It clears the confusion in your heart. It takes away fear and it builds up your faith. And when your faith is built up, you trust, you relax, even in a storm. You can sleep, even in a storm, you can still prosper and progress and do whatever you are doing. Listen, after this, after coronavirus, after all this madness in the world, there is a life to live. But hear this, it depends on how much of the following you are doing of the Lord Jesus Christ. It depends on how much of the word of God you are taking inside of you. It depends on the level of your faith. Otherwise, you're going to crumble with the rest. While the world is crumbling, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is rising. And we can only rise as believers by staying in the word of God. So this morning, I want to encourage you to invest in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Know Jesus. Don't waste time knowing things. They are coming to an end. Know Jesus. When you know Jesus, you know everything. It's, it's very simple, ladies and gentlemen. It's not complicated. Let's pursue Christ. Let's pursue the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. Let's pursue the word of God. And when we do that, we are well able. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. God bless you. Enjoy the week in Jesus' mighty name. I want to pray for you before I go. Father, thank you once more for your church throughout the world this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, we pray the arising of faith. We pray a revival of faith in the body of Christ 
throughout the world, Lord, faith, the God kind of faith, and faith, Lord, that will build up the kingdom of our God in our days. We desire to see your glory always. We desire to walk in that victory always. We desire, Lord, to be who you want us to be. So I pray, Lord, for that survival. And above all, I pray healing to the entire world this morning. Coronavirus, you are defeated in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Hallelujah.